I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. Our Bible, our Bible reading is from 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. Each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to use in the service of others. So use your gift well. If you have the gift of speaking, preach God's message. If you have the gift of helping others, do it with the strength that God supplies. Everything should be done in a way that will bring honor to God because of Jesus Christ, Christ, who is glorious and powerful forever. Amen. What a talented group, right? We thank them very, very much. Thank you. This morning I'm going to invite the children to come up and share their gifts that they uh, brought up here. These are representative of their talents. And I want to invite Emma to come up first. Emma, if you would come up, and she's going to tell us a little bit about this. I've got some questions for her. What did you bring, Emma? Do you want to get it? Your book. Okay. Let's go over here to the microphone. What did you bring? Can you tell them what you brought? My cookbook. My cookbook. A book. Is it a cookbook? Yes. A cookbook is what she brought. And... Emma, you want to share your name with them? What is your full name? Emma, Emma Rose Tapling. Emma Rose Tapling, thank you. And who are your parents? Marnie and Chris. Marnie and Chris, thank you. Tell us a little bit about when you get to use your cookbook. When I cook. When you cook. Very good. <laughs> now, does using your cookbook and cooking make you happy? Uh -huh. Yes. 
Okay, very good. Well, thank you, Emma. You can put that back. Thank you. Okay, we have Lucas. You would come up and join us. And you want to share your name with the congregation? My name is Lucas Dwayne Tupling. Thank you. And who are your parents? Arnie and Chris. Thank you. That was your sister, right? Yes. For those that don't know, yeah, that's very good. And what did you bring today? A Lego, a Lego Minecraft mine shaft. A Lego mine shaft or Minecraft or shaft? Minecraft mine shaft. Minecraft mine shaft. <laughs> okay, both. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So you like to build with Legos? All right. How often do you get to build with Legos? Always. Always? Okay. You keep them around all the time, huh? Oh, yeah. Dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Okay. And does playing and building with Legos make you happy? Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mason? Ah, very good. Would you share your name with the congregation? Mason. Okay, Mason. And who are your parents? Rachel and Nate. Rachel and Nate, thank you. And what did you bring today? What is your talent? A wand. A wand, okay. Tell us about the wand. What do you do with your wand? I dance with it. You dance with it. Oh, very good. And how often do you get to dance with your wand? When I get to. When you get to? Okay. Does dancing with your wand make you happy? Yes. Okay, very good. Well, thank you, Mason. Grace. Okay, you want to share your name? Grace. Okay, and who are your parents? Aaron and Matt. Okay, very good. And what is your talent? What did you bring today? Science classes. Science classes. You want to hold those up so they can see? Very good. When do you use your science classes? When I do science experiments. When you do science experiments. What kinds of experiments do you do? Um, some gummy worms. <laughs> some gummy worms. Okay. Make gummy worms. Very good. All right. And... Um, how often do you get to do science experiments? Um, maybe when I go down in the basement. When you go down in the basement, okay. Because it's down in the basement. Okay. Very good. And does it make you happy to do science experiments? Yes. Oh, very good. Thank you. Thank you, Grace. Caroline?
want to share your name? Caroline. Very good. And who are your parents? Chris and Sarah. Thank you. And what did you bring? What is your talent? Ballet. Ballet. You have your ballet slippers, don't you? How often do you get to dance? Mm, one day. One day? That's when you go to your lessons, right? Mm-hmm. One. Do you get to dance at home? Sometimes. Okay, very good. Does dancing make you happy? Yes. Very good. Thank you, Caroline. And Leland. Oh. Very good. <laughs> and what is your name? Leland. Leland. Okay. And who is your mommy and daddy? Rachel and and, and and Nate. Rachel and Nate. Thank you. And what did you bring? What is your special talent? Um, a truck in a in a trailer. A truck and a trailer, huh? Oh. Okay. Very good. Does using your truck and trailer make you happy? Very good. Well, thank you, Leland. Thank you. And did Connor want to come up? Well, I want to thank these children, and I just wanted to share, boys and girls and the young at heart, have you seen the Toy Story movies? Any of you? How many of you have seen the Toy Story movies? Yeah. There's some of them. Well, from Toy Story 3, for those of you, the many that did not raise your hands, uh, the Toy Stories are animated stories, and it's about a boy named Andy. And in Toy Story 3, Andy is going off to college. He's grown up. And his box of toys are being given to a friend, given to a little girl named Bonnie. And in the movie, Andy gives, tells Bonnie the talents that each of the toys have, the gifts that they have. And so he runs through the whole box full. And there's the cowgirl, Jessie, and her sidekick, Bullseye. And then we have Ham, the pig, Rex, the Tyrannosaurus, Slinky, the uh, dog. We have the potato heads, both Mr. and Mrs., who are always to be kept together. And then there's Buzz Lightyear, and he runs through the attributes of all of those. And then finally he comes to Woody. And he said, Woody is a brave toy, just like a cowboy ought to be. He's kind, and he's smart, and he'll always be there for you. Some pretty awesome gifts, right? That this toy was attributed. And we have heard the gifts and talents of our children this morning. They are dancers, and they are cooks, and they will drive a truck, Mom and Dad. <laughs>
And we have, uh, we have builders up here, those who build with Legos. They have attributes that have, they've brought to share with you this morning to share their gifts in a way of pointing to God, saying, thank you, God, for the gifts that we have. So let us show our appreciation to these children Praising God for them this morning. Thank you. They are all pretty awesome. But I wanted to ask all of you some questions. And I'd like to see just your hands go up very rapidly. How many enjoy outdoor activities? How many enjoy to cook? How many enjoy playing games? How many like gadgets? How many uh, like to read? How many like to build things or construct things? Yeah, there's a whole gamut of different activities. That list was put together by the University of Illinois to describe what children the age of these children like to do. You notice our hands were going up as well. When we enjoy something, it becomes a part of us. We generally, our gifts lie, our talents lie in what we enjoy doing. And that is established very early in our life. We are born with gifts and talents. We have those in us. Now you say, you know, I really don't. I've, I have been told repeatedly, I don't have any gifts. We all have gifts. We all have things that God has given us to use in our life, both to enjoy for ourselves and to enhance the life of those around us. We all have gifts. Now, we may not be the best at the gifts that we have. There may be somebody better. There always seems to be somebody better. It's been said that the woods would be absolutely silent if the only birds that sang were the best. Because there's always someone better. But God's not interested in the fact that we are the best or not. We have this parable of the talents that Jesus teaches us in Matthew 25. And in the parable, the talents are distributed. They're not distributed evenly. But that's not the point of the story. It may be a point that encourages us, but the point of the story is in how we use them and whether we use them or not to glorify God to point to God that's the that's the purpose of the gifts that we have been given and you see we have to remember that we are not the owners we are the managers of what God has given us. God is the owner of all that is created, including us. Which means the gifts and talents that we have been given have been gifted to us, and God 
is the owner of that. And we are to use what we have been gifted to honor and glorify and point to our God. Both for ourselves and for others. You see our scripture this morning, 1 Peter chapter 4, is a wonderful example of having these gifts that have been given by God, acknowledging that. 1 Peter was written and attributed to Peter, the disciple of Jesus Christ. It was written later in his life, and it was written to a church which is now in the country that we call Turkey. The theme of the book, 1 Peter, is how to glorify God, how to live that out in a hostile world. A message that we can all use to hear. How to glorify God with who we are in a hostile world. And part of that is using the gifts and talents that we have been given to glorify God. When we do that, that is the best way to be stewards of what God has gifted to us. To use it to point to God so that when we're just living our lives, people see God in that. That we are saying there is someone greater. There is someone better. There is someone holy that is a part of my life, and it shows up in how we use our gifts and talents. Now, we might think, how do we do that? I mean, I have lived, and I have worked, and I have done all these things, and I have gifts and talents, like this group that's been up here, like the children that have shared their gifts and talents. It may be big, and they may be things that kind of are sensational, but God didn't create us for sensation. God created us for servanthood. And so we have to remember how God created us. And where do we begin with that? How do we improve what we do? What would it look like? If the sign-up list back there for hospitality on a Sunday morning was overflowing, we had a waiting list of people to serve hospitality to those who come to worship, to say, glad you're here, let's fellowship together for a few minutes following our worship together. What would it look like if the bulletin boards in the stairways were decorated every month with a word that encouraged, or a word that welcomed. Do you know since I have been here, I am the only one that puts anything up there except an advertising poster? They were not decorated. They're never used. And yet, a bulletin board had such an impact on my life. I can remember when I was this age, walking into church, when I first started to read, and there was a bulletin board that said, God loves you, we do too. Do you know that impacted me so much that I said those words, God loves you, I do too, 
to my children every night that they were home, even as adults. My daughter is now saying it to my granddaughter every night as she puts her to bed. The message on a bulletin board can impact a life forever. It's simple. It's a gift that somebody may have to share a message as people just walk by. We have those in our congregation that offer their gifts and talents, and we're going to be honoring some of those a little bit later. But I want to highlight one who has done this for many years. I became aware of what she was doing when she came to repairing. We have downstairs, and you're going to see a picture, in the downstairs hallway, it has been transformed into the Garden of Eden. Beautiful. Karen Robinson was one, she was one that uh, repaired it. She was one of the original painters of this and creators of it. She can tell you and share with you the history of this and how long it's been down there. But the Garden of Eden is one thing that when I go down and walk that hallway, it reminds me that God is present here and now just as he was in the beginning. A beautiful reminder. And I think there's another slide too. You can see the detail of that. Using a gift to glorify God and not herself. I'm sure Karen would be a little bit embarrassed to know. But she was responsible for this. A gift. Using her talents to point to God. We all have that in us. And so, a place to begin is to begin with the small things the small things in our life. And I was reminded of that in a video that I watched recently. It was from a graduation commencement speech in 2014. Yeah, a long time ago, right? <laughs> Five years ago, a lifetime. <laughs> but this the commencement speech was given by a retired admiral of the Navy SEALs, and he was sharing the ten, top ten things to make a, to change the world. And his things came from the basic SEAL basic training. And the very first thing is to make your bed. Make your bed, so listen close, kiddos. <laughs> Make your bed. And he said that Navy SEAL training, when he was going through, that every morning they would come in and the very first thing that was inspected was the bed. And it had to be perfect. The corners had to be tucked in and creased just right. The blanket on top had to be crisp. The blanket, the extra blanket, had to be folded and placed at the foot of the rack, and he said that's the name uh, that was given to the beds. The pillow had to be perfectly centered under the headboard. 
And he said that as he was going through basic training that he thought, this is kind of a waste. Why is all this attention and energy given to making the bed first thing in the morning? And then he realized there's life lessons in that. First of all, the very first thing that you experience personally in your day is a success. Your bed's made. That simple success can influence what you do throughout the entire day. It changes your perspective for the day. One of the pursuit of success rather than defeat. And he said, and then if you have a particularly tough day and absolutely nothing goes right and you've experienced no success whatsoever, you can go home to a perfectly made bed and know that there is encouragement and hope for tomorrow. Because it started out good and tomorrow will too. To change the world, make your bed. It's a simple talent that we all have the potential to succeed at. But it also means that we are striving to be obedient. I don't know that God necessarily cares whether our bed is made or not. What God cares about is how our hearts are. And if our hearts are set on succeeding, on witnessing, on sharing the glory of God with others, that's what God cares about. Using our talents to the glory of God. We do this because we are loved. Our response to God, our stewardship of all that God has given us is because God loves us. 